Wait, podcast started? Oh my gosh. Oh no. Well, this is Adulting Ain't Easy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your host, Dennis Ibude. What else I supposed to say? Oh my gosh. What I supposed to say? I supposed to say this is season three, episode three. What is this episode going to be about? That's what I supposed to say right now? Okay, let's go. Let's do it again. Can we do, can we have a redo? No? All right, I'm just going to keep going. Well, this episode is going to be about how to balance your productivity and your well-being while working from home. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning, can you I, hear me? Yes, I can. I finally All set right. the thing up. <laughs> so, I have a question for you. What is All one right. thing that was challenging for you this week, and how did you overcome that challenge? All right, I got you. All right, so I would say this week, my biggest challenge was separating my work life from my school life. I feel like sometimes when I hear certain stories about the kids, I'm like, I keep thinking about it even after um, school has been over. For example, this week I was challenged with a story of a young man who just found out that his mother has cancer for the second time. And during class, we noticed that he was running during class. He would run from the computer and then he would like run out the way. So today not even today, this week when we called mom, she was telling us that it was because he was checking up on her. So he was running to her room to see, hey, are you okay? And then he would run back into the computer to join us for math. And there I realized, I'm like, wow, here I'm trying to make sure the kids are learning, making sure they understand the math. But then I had to really dig deeper and be like, are these kids okay? Yeah. This is the time now that, you know, they're home with their families and they have to kind of juggle getting those scores in school, but also taking care of what needs to be done at home. Why did you overcome that? Honestly, the way that I had to overcome it is I kind of had to put my pride to the side and understand that, yes, I am an educator, but I'm also a person. And at the end of the day, when I was in middle school, nobody really asked me how I was doing, but really, why am I not doing the homework or why am I not prepared? Hmm. So now that I'm an educator at a reasonable age, I would say I'm about 26 <laughs> and I'm a teacher, I would say that I try to do things or ask the questions to the kids that I wish people would have asked me when I was younger. Well, I appreciate you, Karen, for jumping in and telling us about the challenge and how you overcame it. All right. Hey, thank you so much for asking me, man. A lot of people don't ask that. Dosine easy. You never know what you're going to expect. Let's jump right into it. Working from home is big news, especially if you love your home. During the COVID-19 pandemic, those who are lucky enough to have avoided layoff are more likely than ever to be adapting to a working environment that's probably familiar and aligned at the same time. But the thing is, it can be tough, though. Trust me. You might have a partner working at home, too a child who might need guidance or support on their schoolwork, and finally, the loss of structure and continuity. This can be disorientating and exhausting at the same time. In your head, you're probably screaming right now like, I want my normal life back. <laughs> Check this out, though. Not having to go to your physical job can offer opportunities for you to develop a better work-life balance and tailor to your own working day as well. You have the control now. To a certain extent. So my question is, what are you doing with your time? 
In today's episode, we are going to explore the possibilities offered when working from home and naming potential pitfalls so we can brainstorm ways to navigate through them. So let's jump right into it. Many people are working from home for the first time because of COVID-19, and I'm one of them. Others are probably more seasoned remote workers, and if that's you, shout out to you. Whatever your circumstance is, working from home is likely playing a larger part in your life or the people that you live with, especially right now. Check this out. At its best, working from home, it benefits everyone. <laughs> you, your family, your household, your job. This is the thing. There are challenges that comes with working from home. Many managers may be concerned whether you, in fact, are working when you are home. <laughs> On the same breath, too, many people who are working feel isolated, too. They might feel as if they're no longer part of a team dynamic and probably suffer from stress and anxiety as well. This is why it's vital to maintain contact with the people you work with. Remember that. And you want to cultivate a sense of belonging. That's why. So don't let those relationships fade away. You don't want to. So let's continue. How can you work safely at home? When thinking about how can you work safely at home, at home, you are responsible for creating your own working environment, period. You're responsible for that. This is often a space unlike your office. You need to also make sure that you stay mentally and physically healthy as well. That's important too. So let's discuss how can we design our workspace to maximize our productivity and our well-being while working from home. So designing your workspace. What does your workspace look like at home? Listen, creating an effective workspace is essential if you want to stay on track and get things done. Trust me, I've learned the hard way. The first thing is you must know and have all the items you need to be successful at your job and ensure that you got enough room to work comfortably. You want to make it a space where you enjoy spending time. You also need to be clear to yourself and the people you live with that at certain times of the day is a place of work. If you want to make it look like your office at your job site, a few office touches might encourage you to be more productive, but you can still personalize your workspace with things like fun pictures and family photos and posters if that's what's going to encourage you to be more productive. The goal is how can you improve your productivity and your well-being while, while you're working at home? So let's talk about your comfortability. Are you comfortable? I only ask because a high-quality office chairs is one of the best investments you can make right now. But I totally understand if you do not have the space or the funds for a high-quality office chair. The thing is, just make sure that you can sit comfortably. If not, guess what? You will likely find plenty of excuses to get up and go somewhere else. And that's, that's, not, that's not important right now. So to eliminate any potential distractions or unexcused disruptions, make sure you are comfortable. The next thing is, if you share your home, be assertive and shut out people, pets, or whatever as far as you can when you're working. At the very least, you can raise your work area so that distractions aren't in your line of view. This will include your partner as well. <laughs> All right? If they're also working from home too, okay? Work time is not cuffing time. Your boo can wait. Yes, they can. Now that we are done with designing your workspace, we are now going to discuss how to keep healthy routines. So... What routines are you currently doing that's working for you? And what is not working for you? So keeping to a healthy routine is an important part of working from home. I also know working from home can present new challenges to your physical and your mental well-being as well. Therefore, establishing good routines will 
it will ensure you that you don't fall into the trap of practicing unhealthy behaviors. I know that because you are not commuting to work. It may be tempting to start early and finish late. The downside is that this can make you more tired than usual. So make sure that you keep to your regular time for starting and ending work. But if you do decide to work a few extra hours, try not to make it a habit. Work is work. But our mental health is as important too. So give time back to yourself. The next thing is always make sure that you get enough sleep. Not just sleep, but eating at regular times as well. It's vital that you don't skip out on your meals, y'all. Don't skip out on them. So ask yourself, what time do you want to eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner? And listen, this is for my snackers because I know there's some snackers out there. Listen, snacking is not, is not it either. It's not. That can leave you feeling hungry at the wrong times and irritable. And honestly, it's just not a healthy way to eat. It's just not. You will see that snacking has the ability to trick your body as if it's getting the proper fuel that it needs. So don't snack. Give your body the right fuel. It's time for us to hear from our first guest. Our first guest is Jordan Batista. And Jordan Batista is a financial advisor, a business coach, and an entrepreneur. Let's call Jordan. How's it going, Dennis? Jordan, my man, how you feeling? All is well, all is well. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, brother. Happy Saturday. You just so what's you, the agenda? <laughs> what you were saying before? You said you were just getting out of what? I was getting out of a meeting just now. Wow. Very serious meeting. Yeah, with, a, with one of my surgeons. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for today's conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, received your, your your questions, and I'm excited to go over them. All right. So first, I want you to tell us tell us your name, your profession, and just a little bit about you. Okay, sounds good. So, name's Jordan Andres Bautista, or just call me Jordan Bautista. Um, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I'm a New Yorker. Um, background: I uh, back in high school, I was heavily involved in music. I'm a musician, um, and thought that music was going to be my life as a, as a saxophone player, multi-instrumentalist. Um, it just happened to be that when I got into college, um, my, my vision changed. I had mm. a couple of friends that got signed in the industry and, um, were doing really well. And I noticed that pursuing a music career was not, um, wasn't going to work for me, uh, mm. personally. Um, so I spoke to a couple of friends of mine who were involved in the industry and, you know, it was better for me to just go the business route. So I majored in, uh, finance. Um, and economics, mm-hmm. and I had a minor in behavioral finance. So um, I went to the University of Potsdam up, up north, um, and then I took a couple courses um, online for Harvard um, right after graduation. Um, uh, you know, being being up in Potsdam really taught me a lot of, you know, how to just master my own um, self-discipline and, you know, how I wanted to live my life moving forward. So, you know, I'm not the, av- I wasn't the average student in college. I was really focused on, you know, my future and, and what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, right after college, I, uh, started, I took on an internship at national security, the full service investment banking firm. Mm-hmm. What that is, is, I don't know if, if, if 
you know, you heard of the, the you watched the movie Wolf of Wall Street, but it's kind of, it was kind of like that, not really with all the drama and all that stuff. It was not nothing like that. It was more, you know, it was, you know, helping clients um, invest into the stock market mm. um, and, it's, and, 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 and helping clients around the world actually understand the future of our economy and just making sure that they're, that they're placed in, in, in the right assets. So I was a junior broker. Um, I hated it. And then after that, I, I went into Goldman, um, going into Goldman Sachs, um, you know, did a little small internship doing mergers and acquisitions. Um, hated it also. Um, it was more of me, you know, I felt like I was a, a, a screw in a, in a, in an engine. Mm, right. That's interesting. Um, and, 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 and that, that made me very uncomfortable where, I was so concerned with the health of my community. And that's something kind of what I studied um, in college was, you know, how can I rebuild uh, my community? How can I educate um, one person at a time in maximizing their own wealth, right? Establishing generational wealth here um, for the people around me, right? So immediately I started surrounding myself with amazing people, um, both in the business world and the medical world, and things took off. Right. Things mm. started going in the right direction, you know, I, and, you know, the challenging part was, yes, um, after that, I, I, I was approached. I left um, Goldman. I was approached by a recruiter um, from Northwestern where Northwestern Mutual um, is a full service um, financial planning firm. Yeah. Um, and, and they gained my heart. Um, I met a guy named Anthony Williams um, and his vision was to rebuild Black Wall Street. So um, Black Wall Street is near and dear to me. Um, for those of you who may not know, just look up Black Wall Street or the, the history of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And that really resonated with me, right? I felt like, you know, God has given me had given me this ability to not, not just meet people where they're at. Um, I've always really been present with people's stories. And I wanted to use their stories and really help them in the in, in a way where, they can accomplish those goals, right? Yeah. Um, one of the, 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 something I learned back in college from my professor is, you know, one of the biggest issues right now facing America is that it's so hard for us to say no to ourselves. Mm. So we live in a world where we're being constantly bombarded with content or you should be, you should live a certain way, you should be a certain way, and it stops you from thinking for yourself. And it ultimately affects your future finances and what you want to become, right? So that yeah. focus is not really authentic. It's really, it's really um, built on culture, right? And mm. culture hegemony and what life should be, which helps big corporations um, keeping you buying their product, right? And yeah. <laughs> that's like that's consumerism today. And you know, um, so what? I, one thing I did was going into. Northwestern, I immediately became like I, I got my licenses out of the way and became a, a, a an advisor. And one of the things we we look at is is how it's really to assess um, our clients' financial health, right? And seeing how their health, their their financial um, um, situation currently could affect tomorrow be it mm-hmm. retirement, be it having a family or establishing a family. Yeah. And that's something that really sparked my interest in college and why I got into my space, right? Um, it's all about, you know, how planting a seed and seeing it manifest over time. Um, and that's what I want to do for my community. And, and that's where I'm at today. That's just a little bit about me. Um, 
And I just love the work that I do. I love the work that I do. Yo, Jordan, I really appreciate you sharing that story. It just seems like with the knowledge that you were gaining from the different experiences that you're just trying to give back to the community and to educate them Indeed. about the, their finances because you already know what history has shown us about how generation wealth has been taken from us, especially, yeah, yeah it's taken correct. from us. So I really appreciate you doing that work. Um, Indeed. So I want to go to this question because COVID is here. Um, and today's episode is on balancing productivity and, and, and our well-being while working from home. And a lot of people are forced to work from home now. So I just have a few questions on how yeah. can people balance being pro- um, productive, um, and, but also mm-hmm. keeping in mind their well-being as well. So the first question I want to ask you is, um, I'm not sure if you're currently working from home, but if you're yeah, currently yeah. working from home, what are some benefits and challenges that you have faced, you have faced currently? So that's a great question, Dennis. So one of the things I'll say is to start off is that these times are different, right? Um, And we have to realize that, that, you know, unfortunately, uh, we are dealing with like, we're dealing, this pandemic is like dealing with a ghost. It's not Mm -hmm. like, I tell this to my clients, this is not 2008 where, you know, the housing market crashed and people lost their jobs. No, we're dealing with lives being lost, right? Mm -hmm. We're dealing with something that even science itself is having an issue um, you know, uh, stopping, right? So immediately, you know, back in, in, in March, actually, um, my girl, my girlfriend and I were out in Bali. And um, I'll say a, a week prior to us going out there, we have heard, we heard news about COVID. Oh. I mean, it was very much, we heard, we, you know, it was very much um, out there. And, you know, she's actually, she's actually a registered nurse and, and, and working in the oncology space. So, you know, we, we had an idea mm. of what COVID was going to be. I didn't know that it was at, it was that this serious, mm. right? So we went away to Bali, had a great experience. And, um, I'll say it was, it was on a Friday, um, Friday morning over there, everything. So Bali's 12 hours ahead of New York time. So, we're sit- I'm sitting down, um, having breakfast, and I'm looking at the, you know, I'm looking at a BBC, and I'm seeing that in Europe, um, and and, and everything is just, every- you see lockdowns everywhere. Wow. And you know, I- I'm I'm listening to the science, and immediately I think, wow, this is really going to turn, it- it's it's going to turn left, right? Mm. Um, this is going to be pretty bad. Um, and immediately, you know, I'm getting calls from a lot of my friends, out, you know, investors getting close from clients, how my investments are going to be impacted by this. You know, Jordan, I, I'm, I'm, I started to see that a lot of my clients were being impacted by this. Yeah. So what had to happen was, of course, if COVID is a thing now, I'm, I'm no longer going to see the office, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, right? So, yep. you know, they someone in my office got, had gotten ill and um, I we know what everyone just had to go their way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a shutdown. They they, they closed the office. Um, I was actually stuck out in Bali for about a day or two um, at the airport, and you know we were panicking. Delania, um, my girlfriend, was just she was getting phone calls um, from her parents saying, you know, flights are getting canceled, right? Mm-hmm. So flights are getting canceled. Well, I have to get back to the U.S. because my clients need me. Mm-hmm. So after getting here, um, you know, thankfully, you know, we were able to catch a flight and, you know, we land at once I landed, um, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this time is really different. Mind you, 
you know, as a young professional, these are things that I've never faced. I've never, I really don't remember 2008 and how the market really impacted, you know, our community. All we can do is really read through history and that's all we know. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, for that entire week, we had training um, because everything was going virtual. And I don't know if, you know, but finance in Finance is probably one of the hardest conversations to have um, after death, right? So yeah. the conversation about death is like number one. The fear of going broke is like everyone. Mm. It, it, no one wants to carry debt. It's like, no. it's, it's in, and the biggest fear that I had is, okay, how is this going to impact my community? So immediately, right? Like I'm a person that wakes up early, four o'clock in the morning and not, really going to the office I felt awkward I mean I can work from home I can be I'm productive but you know it's not like okay I'm gonna go grab lunch right I'm going outside and gonna relax for about an hour no I'm just going to my kitchen and just making something right and just going back into the room and getting back to work um another thing that became challenging is you know a lot of clients need that face-to-face um in-person um dialogue right because a lot of when we're speaking to clients, we really have to assess their overall financial well-being to make sure that they understand the seriousness and why we're doing what we're doing, right? Um, So that became a a challenge, right? Where a lot of clients that I had were either, you know, married couples in their late 40s or early 40s and, you know, no one really understood how to use Zoom and what Zoom was and we use other other services like go to meeting and it was like, okay, now oh I really God. have to really, now I have to like really maximize this new skill set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and imagine doing a presentation on a computer when I'm used to like either physically writing out or writing it out by hand yeah. and really asking the client, um, you know, very difficult questions, right? That will help them take action. Yeah. So finance is very, very much behavioral right? And emotion, right? Because people are tied to their pockets, right? Like if something's not going really well, well, you're going to react a certain way, yeah. right? So that's, that's one of the ones that I had. And, you know, personally, I had to adapt, right? I think adaptability is the biggest challenge mm. um, during this era, right? And, you know, as technology increases over time, you know, there are a lot of markets out there that are going to unfortunately disappear. Um, you know, this may just be the new normal, right? Where people are just working from home, right? I, I think that working from home for, for certain people does work. For example, my brother's um, wife um, left her her position at, a, she was a phlebotomist and she had a, she was working at a, um, doing marketing and this new position had came up where she can be, she can work from home and just take care of her newborn, mm. right? And I think that, some people really will like that, right? It saves her money. She doesn't have to pay a babysitter and she could just raise a child, right? From home and just make yeah. money from home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that during these times also for myself, it gave me the, the opportunity to really think, right? Um, not just on a, uh, as a financial planner, but as just an entrepreneur holistically. Um, I can tell you right now, like over the past six months, I've built three businesses. I've helped multiple business owners mm. expand their business and yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, because you know what happens is during these times, people are losing their jobs, right? Definitely. And unfortunately, you know, you, you gotta, you, you, you have to feed family. You have to, you, you know, people need to put food on the table. And then a lot of a lot of people just saw opportunity in the market. Mm-hmm. So um, historically, when there's a down market, that's where opportunities really lie. So I think that the chat, the just to answer your question again, it's it's adaptability, right? And and you know just trying to really stick to the to see your agenda, right? Yeah. And you know what I one thing I try to do every night is write an agenda for by morning, right? I'm either wake, I'm gonna wake up, I'm going on my run, I'm going to the gym, and I'm either in the office because now we can go now that we're in the office, we can work from the office sometimes, or I'm working from home. But I keep my schedule the same way I was, you know, the same way I was living six months ago, seven months ago. Yeah. Right. So that that grit hasn't changed. It's the same grit. It's just I'm working from home sometimes. Yeah. No. So, so yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. So let me just ask you this next question, because it seems like you 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 telling us tips that is working for you currently. So what advice can you give someone who's who's having difficulties with balancing productivity and their well-being? Okay. Yeah. No. So, if, so for someone that's that, that's facing those those type of challenges, it's really you know what I, I I like, and and I'm not not so big on the motivation, right? Um, but I'm just a realist with this. Um, is that's what's distracting true. you first? <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 what's what's distracting you, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not. I, I one of the things you know in my role is we have to be logical with everything. Um, especially with the recommendations that we, 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 we tell our clients. So, and the reason for that is because, you know, emotions can sometimes be very deceiving. Mm. Right. Um, and, and I know through these times, a lot of, let's say you're in school, you know, now that you, it's like, you feel like you're going to online school, right? No one in the past that was, everyone hated that. Right. Everyone wants their teacher present, but realistically speaking is what's your why, right? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? And it's it social media, right? That's taking up your time. The average person spends eight hours a day, probably six to eight hours a day on social media. That's time you can use to really build something and learn a new skill set, right? That's how I look at it, right? And and, and it's like, you know, we live in a world today where, like I mentioned a a couple minutes ago, where we're being bombarded with how life should be, right? And that unfortunately distracts us from what we need to get done. Right. Priority is to go to school, get your college education, or if you plan on starting a business, whatever it is that you want to do. People have their different. Um, I don't judge anybody for how they want to live their life after yeah. high school, but I strongly do believe, based for, for my community and being a part of Black Wall Street, well, that college education is definitely needed. Um, and just especially truth, how our right? right. So you know, I I think that right now uh, more than ever, people are distracted. Um, for 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 because of social media because really what what can you really do right now like you can't go it's not like you can go out and really party and if you're doing that that's a problem like, you know you're just bringing more danger back to the to your to your household right mm-hmm. we live in, we're going through you should be in the house doing work now uh be transparent like i've also you know in the past i suffered from you know um you know just procrastination like procrastination sometimes is a problem like you know, in college, I sometimes I didn't want to do work, or I was just in my head and trying to figure things out. And <laughs> that's funny know, hearing that, because that just don't yeah, sound yeah. like you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But you know, the, that's the, real the, though. The truth is, 
you know that yeah sometimes you know you you, you want that break but yeah. you know it's it's all about it's all about you know sticking to the sticking to the paper right and, yeah. and really planning something out right and and i tell this to my to my sister right um who's she's she's now gone into college sometimes you have Mm. to really disconnect to reconnect Mm. right um and what i mean by that is if something is really distracting you we have to disconnect right and take time to really get things done right because when you know what you're doing right when it's all about focus and it's funny right um in college i I would tell that you know i i was struggling with one of my finance classes and it wasn't that it was hard it was just challenging and one thing I learned was if I just disconnected for a couple of hours, left my phone in my room or, you know, just read a couple of chapters and just try to really put focus on it. And one thing that I'll say that really does help, there's these, um, these sand timers that uh, I use today. So I, I have a, a sand timer where I'll flip it and it'll give me 30 minutes. So that in those 30 minutes, I can't do anything but focus on what's in front of me. Mm. So responsibility right now is getting this task done. So I feel like trying to create different systems in your daily, in your daily grind um, that will force you to stay focused. It will be the best. It's, it's, the, it's probably the best advice I can give. Yes. Right. For example, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, for example, like in the like, if I'm going to the gym, right? I yes. work out in the morning, or let's say I'm studying for an exam. Um, I'm currently working on going for my CSP. If I'm working on on, on if I'm studying for an ex- for my for one of my levels, well, what I'm focused on is if I get a r- wrong answer, I'll do like four push-ups, mm. right? And I'll start tallying those those wrong answers because and now when I go back to the exam. Right, and I'm doing my practice. Well, I just did four pushes for this one question, so I have to know what the answer is, right? That's, that's um, interesting, myself. I like that. Yeah, so it's like you know, making your day fun. Um, I think definitely taking up some time to really meditate and really listen to some positive affirmation. Um, you know, it really helps, especially during these times where you know a lot of our world is really disconnected and and we're in deep turmoil. The the country is divided. I know that 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 stress can really affect our daily, uh, our, our daily activities. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really about, you know, just setting some systems that, uh, and an agenda and just going after it. So it sounds like too, that is a, is, is a little bit of having a healthy routine too. So can you speak on the impact of just having a healthy routine and what does a healthy routine look like? Of course. So a healthy routine at, for, for personally, and, and I can speak for, for that. Yeah. So I'll say having a healthy routine is probably the the most important thing, right? Um, if if you're someone that's constantly being distracted, um, and you know I set timers on my phone, so I say that you know if you're a person that's constantly on social media, set some timers on that, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you let's say 15, 30 minutes a day, that's not bad, right? Um, but disconnect, right? Have those timers set in place where you know if I'm I I make sure that from eight in the morning to let's say five in the afternoon, I'm booked. If I don't have a client, if I don't have a client meeting, well, what am I doing during that time? Am I reading? Am I going off for a run? Do I want to catch up on an episode on something great just to relax the mind? Um, 
Do I want to call somebody? And I constantly do this now. I'm, I'm calling a friend every other day mm. where I'm just spending some time just figuring out like, hey, how's it going? You know, just reconnecting. I feel like that's very important because one thing is work and another thing is re- being a human being, right? And I feel like me connecting back with my friends and I know that I'm constantly busy and I, I, I've lost connection with a lot of them. So I try to reach out and just make sure that they're doing well. Can you right? speak a little bit more so, about that? Because I struggle with that right now. Sorry, can you speak a little oh, no. bit more about that? Yeah, no, yeah. For sh- after you finish. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so one thing I'll do also is during the day, I'll 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 make sure that I'm also eating something that's not going to uh, put my stomach at um, at uh, basically put me set my stomach back, and if, if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm very focused on making sure whatever I'm eating is healthy right so i eat very healthy i you know i'm not vegan i'm not vegetarian i just eat clean right um i think that that really helps with my energy um before one of the things i really struggled with i was drinking a lot of coffee probably like four or five cups a day and i was just like okay this is gonna kill me right i was over caffeinated (laughs) yeah i was i was i was over caffeinated it was hard for me to focus my eyes were like clinching um and i ended up crashing so one thing I do is in the morning, I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee. Um, you know, I'll listen to a podcast. And then what I'll do is, you know, I'll listen. Typically, my podcast is relevant to what I'm doing. Um, I recommend everyone, to, you know, go out there and, and just really download the app um, Blinkist. Um, there's a bunch of books on there. Auto books, 15 minutes. Um, someone is reading you and they're summarizing some of the books and the main ideas. And that's helped me through my personal development. Um, both um, personally and, and in my career, um, and it's just it's, it's just a good a, a healthy healthy um, it's, it's a healthy tool, right? You want to learn different different things out there. You know, it's very it's cool when you can sit down and you can talk about anything, right? Yeah. Uh, because you heard about it, right? So um, to answer your question on to expand on that 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 thought on me reaching out to my friends, um, yeah, man, we're going through COVID. You know, yeah. COVID really. <laughs> You know, I lost six six family members, right? Um, Sorry to hear that, during, bro. Uh, no, no, it's all luck. Um, thank you. Uh, it, we lost lost six family members um, because of COVID, and life is too short. You know, life is too short, and but you have to live it. You want to live it the best best way possible, man. Mm. Um, my cousins, my dear cousins, um, his mother passed away, not even because of COVID. She just really, just literally, just dropped dead, and wow. Seeing his pain really like, you know, and I was I haven't had not speak, spoken to him in like years. And literally he lives like a couple of blocks away from my mother's um place. And that kinda like hit me like, dude, like, you know, this is someone that I used to play around with as a kid and it was you could have just called him a couple of times out of the month or once a month and just see what's up. Right? Yeah. Um and I think that so much of us, we get caught up in this cycle of, oh, I have to, I can't, be, I'm focused, or I'm, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm a bad. I was speaking for myself, and it was realizing that, listen, it's not just all about work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for those that like, if you follow my IG, um, I'm very much of an explorer, right? I'm either snowboarding, um, either hiking. I'm out there fishing. I'm like out, I'm doing something that's not relevant to my career, right? There's a reason for that. I find that nature gives us answers, right? 
nature tells us, listen, this is what life is. This is, you know, just literally think about how humans survived back in the day. There's something with nature that's stealing, right? Mm-hmm. And promise that we created a system of constant productivity to sustain humanity, right? That's what we're living in. But the truth is we are connected to the world around us, right? And there's and, and that's energy. And sometimes I've noticed that just by just picking up the phone and reaching out to somebody, it's just so satisfying knowing that, you know, someone is doing well. Yeah. Or, you know, just being, just listening. So I, I reached out to one of my college friends. Um, his name is Omar. And I haven't spoken, I haven't spoken to Omar in, in, since I, since I graduated. I wow. probably see him on, on, on social media, but we really never reached out. I was like, you know what? We reached out to Omar. We, we've taken finance classes together. We went out, we've done presentations together. Um, we won competitions together. He's in my life. He was in my life. He was in my past. What's stopping me from just saying, hey, I hope all is well. Right? Let's mm-hmm. hop on a five-minute call just to see how you're doing. Right? Yeah. It doesn't have to That's be real. business. It's just, yeah. just, say, just saying how someone is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that because I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes a lot of people reach out to me and I haven't heard from them in years. Years. And I'm just like, wow, like this is weird, but thanks for the call. Right? Yeah. So I feel like it's just a it's that energy and just realizing that, Hey, you know, this person is still there. Right. So that's, that's how, that's why I do it. To answer your question. Yo, me personally, I learned a lot cause I struggle with that too. Um, because mm-hmm. like my days in positive, I know that I was surrounded by a lot of people that enjoy being around me, but I know that I was also vulnerable in a way where, I, would not, I was not wise with the people around me. So one of the mm-hmm. things that I took with me when I graduated college is just being mindful of who I let in my life and just being more selective um, because a lot mm-hmm. of people have crossed me um, uh, while I was in school. So it's just, it's just now it's, it's hard for me to reach out to people, to, to check up on them and see how they're doing because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the first time where I'm actually giving myself the energy and giving myself what I need without having had to share with people or without having to um, feel like I have to give to people all the time. So is that's yeah, why I wanted right. to ask you to, to because I, I want to reach out back to people. I want to check on people, but it's, yeah. I just, I just, it's, that first step. Yeah. It's a lesson, right? So, you know, we're all growing. And like I tell, like one of my, my mom's, the lessons my mom taught me as a kid is never hold resentment, right? Mm. You just never know. Like you probably hurt somebody and you don't know you hurt them. Right. Mm. Um, somebody may hurt you, but just knowing you forgive because you want to set yourself free from that thought or energy. Right. And it's satisfying knowing that, hey, I'm not holding on to this anymore. Um, and that's what has helped me. Yeah. Right. It's helped me personally. I, you know, college, college is wild. Um, it was a great experience, but it's something called growth. Right. And, the, yeah. and I look at college like as an advanced high school. As advanced high school, it's just, you know, we went, we were dorming, so we went away for college. It's different for, for certain people that are here in New York City and are just, you know, they're commuting. Mm. But it's it's the same, the same ideology, right? It's, yeah. it's sometimes, you know, once you're graduating from college or, you, you know, life teaches you lessons, right? And it's, you either learn how to move on and really forgive yourself right? And forgive others and just move on with your life. And because you can't take things personally all the time, right? Yeah. And I've learned that. And just having an open open heart, open mind has 
gives me self-peace. It's giving me self-peace because a lot of things are already occupying real estate in my mind. Mm. And I never want to be attached to something of the past, ever. So that's how I personally live. I appreciate you sharing some wisdom because I learned a Absolutely. lot. Let's. I want to go back to the topic and, and ask you, how can somebody, what are signs people should look for if they feel as though that they have mastered productivity and their well-being? Like, what should they be looking for? Well, I mean, you, 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 I look at it like this. You're always learning, right? You've never really mastered anything. Mm. You've just become, like there's a saying at work, right? You're like, it's someone who works with their mind can go really for, go further when someone working physically with something, right? Mm. So the mind is is as a powerful muscle, right? Um, you're always gonna have smooth swings. You're gonna you're going to fail. You're going to get back up. You're going to push, right? It's all about mastering reality, right? And I feel like there's something that a lot of us Americans adapt as kids. And we measure success in the wrong way. And I and I can mm. I can speak from the number of people that I've seen personally, like spoken to personally. A lot of a lot of people measure success today by how much wealth you've accumulated over a number of years. Mm. I I'm, I'll be honest. I work in finance, and I don't measure success by the amount of money you like having in bank account. I know a lot of miserable millionaires. I know a lot of I know a lot of miserable people. I measure success by the amount of people you impact. Right. I measure success by, you know, what, for example, for example, guys, I view you as very successful. Why? Because you're taking your knowledge, your past and the knowledge that you have based on your experiences and you're passing on that knowledge to kids. Right. Mm. That's very important. Right. So I view that as being successful and going through your, and basically mastering um, yourself. Every single day, you're always learning, always learning. Sometimes we unfortunately create these agendas, right? And this mm. is separate from, and kind of like this is going to be so, it's different from like fi- a financial plan, right? This is just life in general, right? We sometimes try to have a roadmap as to how we should live life, right? Mm. And unfortunately, life does not work like that, right? You have certain set plans, you try to reach them. You get to them. And when you do them, sometimes you stay there and you just become a better version of yourself in that space. Or you just enter a different phase in your life and start something new. And that's okay, right? I feel like so many people today, especially millennials and Generation Z, we have this ideology of who we need to be, mm. right? And you and I know that for a fact that you go into college and, you you know, I went, thinking, I, I went to college thinking I was going to do music business. <laughs> I ended up being in finance. Yeah. Right. I thought I was going to be the next top producer in America's known, and I'm not involved. I'm involved in doing financial planning for a lot of artists, but I'm not in that space anymore. Yeah. Right. Music will always have my heart, but my passion has become finance, and maybe that changes down the line. Right. Mm-hmm. But where I'm at today and what I'm building is so satisfying that I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Right. So I think that it's all about being present with yourself, mm. right? Mm. And and loving yourself. Because that's very important. You have to love yourself through this process and finding a way to love yourself and not feeding into social norms. I feel like that's the best advice I can give um, to answer that question. 
Man, you just dropping gems today. This this good good Veterans Day, you just dropping gems because I'm learning a lot. <laughs> so, and uh, speaking of resources, are there any resources that you can share with the listeners if they want to continue working on their productivity and their well being, and and just speaking about also their mindset too. Mhm. Absolutely. So one 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 thing I would say is there's an app called Calm, right? Um, Calm is an app that. Yeah, Calm is a really good app. I, I, I definitely recommend that. I, I think everyone should have that on their phone. The reason for this is, you know, there, there are people that turn to spirituality or their religion as a, of, of, of a way of comfort, right? Um, and sometimes I'll be honest, I need, I need, I, I'm, I need that, right? Um, I'm very much open to different religion other than spirituality. Sometimes I just need something that's not logical because I'm constantly thinking logical and, you know, going into your, tapping into your spiritual side is very important, right? But I'll think, I think that um, in today's age, let's be honest, mental health is a growing concern in America, yeah. right? Um, especially in the Black and Latino community, right? Where we have, we have a history of, you know, of just trauma, right? And our parents have had trauma, our ancestors have had trauma, and that is almost like it's embedded in our DNA, right? And in order to really, I personally believe, to really live a very um, personal uh, a, a, a life where you're detached from some of your past's history and trauma is through having through therapy, yeah. right? Therapy is very important. And I advocate for, I advocate everyone, right, to, to just, Take the challenge and go speak to somebody. Because you go to therapy does not mean you are going. Does not mean you're crazy, and that's the the taboo that's embedded in our community. Mm. That if you go to therapy, you automatically are crazy. No, that's that. And it's it's, it's funny because I started going to therapy in college, and I think it was because of therapy that I was able to graduate in three years. I was able to plan out how I wanted my life to be. And still plan that, no, and I'm buddy. still actively. No, no, no. I still no. have the same counselor, um, and life is just great. And sometimes, you know, whenever thoughts come to mind and I feel uncomfortable and I'm in my mind, it's good to have somebody to a professional, yeah. not not our friends, a professional that can give you clinical advice on what you should and shouldn't do. Okay, because what we're seeing now is you look at data, suicide is at an all time high. You know, yeah. um, you know, and, and I love, you know, I had a good friend of mine um, in, in college commit suicide too, right? Um, didn't go to Potsdam himself, but went to a different school. Um, and, you know, and I, I saw him as, you know, he was a role model. And I'm thinking his life is just perfect, right? Mm. I never knew that he had, he was struggling with, um, with, with, you know, his, his, his own history, wow. right? So I think addressing that, is extremely important, especially in 2020, where you know there's just so much going on in our personal lives, and our, sometimes our parents are going through financial matters. And you know, in order for you to really be a better person, I think that addressing those needs, number one, is probably like it's priority, right? You can't. I tell my clients this: uh, uh, an unhealthy mind will also give you an un- unhealthy pocket, mm. right? Because your, your mind is also attached to your pocket, right? That's where that mastery comes in. 
um, and building those skill sets. Um, also is, you know, Blinkist, really downloading Blinkist and learning about different topics of life, mm-hmm. right? Our, our world is beautiful. The world we live in is beautiful. There's so much to learn out there, right? The purpose of a university is unity and diversity, right? Think about it. That's what university, the term comes from. Mm. It's learning about what's out there and and just the things that you can do for society, right? It was interesting, right? I was I was um, watching this uh, show, well not, well, not a show, but a documentary of a guy who was collecting manure, testing waters and testing, literally, yeah, it was crazy. So this, what was interesting about it was whatever the manure that he collected was to solve future diseases because the manure mm. gathered DNA, yeah, the manure carried DNA and breakthroughs to potential future viruses. And with that manure in different districts, because whenever you use the bathroom, that waste is going somewhere. So they will test the waters and they will literally predict and estimate using scientific models if drugs were on the rise. So if, they, if drugs were on the rise in the data, they knew that, okay, people were either overdosing or people were, you know, mental health was at, a, oh at an all-time gosh. high. And I was just blown away. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what? Like, like, what? Waste? So just things like that grabbed my attention. I was just like, Yo, this is insane, right? <laughs> so I think that, yeah, and I, I, I believe that the world we live in today is just filled with things that, you know, I, I tell this to myself and I would tell this to my future kids is you don't want to die not knowing. I feel mm. like that's the scariest thing. You don't want to die not knowing, right? Be, go out. Learn about your world. Learn about your community. I know so many people here in New York City that haven't been, you know, that have, if you're from Brooklyn, go to the Bronx, go to Queens, go to Ups, go everywhere. Explore. Learn. So many people stay locked into their own circles and it's like, it's not healthy. Yeah. You want to expand that. You want to communicate with different cultures. Learn about different, I don't know, if you want to learn about different species, you want to travel the world, definitely you can do that. I tell my clients this all the time. Traveling is not expensive. What's expensive is you spending all your money and things you don't need to impress people you don't like. Mm. Right? Got that from Will Smith. That's true. Travel the world, meet new people, taste new food. There's something that comes with that. Right? Um, you just, you're just a happier person. Right? Um, literally this past, uh, um, last, two months ago on my birthday, my girlfriend surprised me with skydiving. Right? Like, How was that? I oh was my just, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, let, you know, I was, I, I've always wanted to do it. I'm like, okay. Um, I didn't know where I was going. Hmm. Um, you know, it was a little scary. You're on the edge of the world, <laughs> literally. Um, you have to sign a death waiver, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you do. You literally do. It was, it was, but I, but this, it was the scariest moment of my life. What? But the moment I got on that plane, and I tell you right now, I almost peed on myself. That's how scared I was. But what was so cool about the situation well, of, of the experience, it was as I'm the, as the, as the guy's behind, you know, he's right behind me. He has, he's, you know, he's, he has me tight. Throwing yourself that first second is ultimate fear, right? Mm. Fear, right? Will Smith said this fear kills beauty, right? That's something that in our community that, I want to help heal. We fear so much things in our life, right? 
mm. throwing myself, doing that, there was literally a moment of just straight euphoria. Nothing mattered. Literally, I signed my life away, so I might as well just enjoy these last few seconds if I were to die, right? Wow. But it was the best couple, two minutes, three minutes in the sky and seeing your world. You felt, I felt like a bird flying, right? Euphoria, right? And I feel like so many of us today stop ourselves and are afraid to take the next step, either because of past history trauma, because our parents probably told us, hey, you're not going to make our teachers back. It, it, you know, I, I went through this where I had a, my fourth grade teacher said, you're never going to become somebody. Um, we have these things mm. or we've been made fun of and bullied. But in order to really break through that, you have to self-heal. And I did that as a, as a healer. I, I needed to do that. It was healing for me. If I skydive, I can do anything, right? Mm. That's like, that's scary, right? But when you do it, it doesn't even matter, right? Because I lived my life and I was able to detach myself. What is, your, what is your rest of your day look, look like for um, today? Well, I have a meeting coming up in the next 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I had you scheduled out for, for three today. Um, you know, definitely next meeting at four o'clock. Uh, 4.10 around there and then after I have a, I probably can get two other meetings and then for the rest of the day is literally studying right going to bed early today um, I've tried to do that all the time I try to be at bed by 9, 10 o'clock wake up early so I might do that um, eat a late night dinner with my girlfriend and just you know exist right um, and then wake up tomorrow and do the same thing again but tomorrow it's going to be a long day it's a long day tomorrow but it's just Again, it's just really, you know, I wake up with purpose. I have, to, I, I love what I do, mm -hmm. um, and knowing that I can go to sleep, you know, and and, and you know, just th that sense of hey, I was able to help somebody with their finances today. There's no money in the world that can like nothing in this world that's more satisfying than that. And seeing a family smile and them trusting you—that's another thing. My industry is fully based on trust, right? Um, and, you know, as a minority in my space, there's no room for a fuck up, right? Mm. Excuse my French. Um, you have to do what you, you have to make it happen. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's me. That's, that's Jordan, you know? And from here on out, it's just building, building and impacting as many people as I possibly can one step at a time. That's it. Can you tell everybody your purpose? Well, absolutely. My purpose in life is really... <laughs> it's interesting you asked me that. Um, I said this, this is my little elevator pitch. It's literally to see people smile again, mm. right? Um, I think that there's so much beauty within our community. There's so much light. And we've been, we've, we have this veil, right? We walk around with this veil. And it's like, every time I speak to somebody, I try to awaken that banished soul, Right? either through finance or just being me, being me, um, because the life that we live is is challenging. It's just a challenge. Life is a challenge. It doesn't matter. The more money you make, the more challenges you face because you have to you have to put money in, in certain areas to save money on tax. It doesn't matter. It's just a different challenge, right? So it's about picking and choosing what challenges you're willing to withstand, right? Um, T.D. Jake says something. New levels bring new devils, right? Mm. And knowing that, honestly, showed me how to shut up, 
just sit down and do my due diligence. Honestly. So it's just, I can make people smile literally by just being me and just keeping it a hundred, being honest with myself. That's great. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and that's probably the, the, the best feeling is to know that you're waking up and anyone doesn't matter if I'm on the train or someone called me just wanting advice on something and just seeing them just lifting up that, lifting that weight off of their shoulder, that concern, they're smiling. And I feel like my purpose is to serve and see people smile. Yeah. Jordan. And I mean, <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that, man. Uh, Absolutely, I, I, man. I, like I said before, I learned a lot. One quote that stuck out to me and I wrote it down and it's fear kills, uh, fear kills happiness. I, that, that's what you said before, right? And fear, fear kills, kills beauty. Beauty. Yes. Fear kills, kills beauty. It's just that if you, we can pass that fear, that feeling, mm-hmm. we're able to, the, what we're able to accomplish is, it's scary, you know, it's but beyond us. yeah, it's beyond us. It's, it's really beyond us. Jordan, beyond us. thank yeah. you, man. Thank you for sharing with us. I'm definitely Absolutely. going That's to be I mean. interviewing you again for future topics. So <laughs> Absolutely. keep your phone next to you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Dennis. You have a wonderful day and a better tomorrow, guys. You too, um, man. Yeah, take care and, you know, just keep grinding away. All right, I got you. Take it All easy. Right. Much love. Bye. The next tip on how to keep to a healthy routine while working from home is to take regular short breaks to keep your body energized and your mind focused. Your eyes need a break, too, from the continuous screen time that you're experiencing all day. So try setting a timer for one hour of work. And when the alarm go off, reward yourself with a five to 10 minute break. And during this break, you can make your favorite coffee or get some fresh air. This is you time. Remember that the idea is to take a screen break. So don't swap one screen for another, all right? So don't pick up your phone. It's time for us now to discuss ways we can improve our productivity while working from home. So let's jump right into it. Being productive while working from home has its own challenges. Trust me, I know. <laughs> also, working away from your coworkers with only remote online meeting, risk emotional disconnection and empathy. It can also encourage procrastination as well. And to define procrastination, it's the habit of delaying an important task, usually by focusing on less urgent, more enjoyable, and easy activities. It's different from laziness, which is the unwillingness to act. Some people get that confused. The bad thing is is that procrastination can restrict your potential and undermine your career. So it's crucial to take proactive steps to prevent it. And the first step to overcoming procrastination is to recognize that you're doing it. Then identify the reasons behind your behavior and use appropriate strategies to manage and overcome it. So let's jump right into a few tips that can improve your productivity. Tip number one. I want you to build in cues to aid your transition into work and out of work. These can include clear start and finish times. Remember early in the episode, we spoke about keeping healthy routines, so stick to what you know. Another example can be you listening to your favorite music before work starts to get you pumped. Or even listen to your favorite podcast like Adults in an Easy after work to unwind. And what you will find is that you are building in cues that aids your transition into work and out of work. There are two more tips on how to improve your productivity while working from home. So let's continue. The second to last tip is that you might find that it helps to have particular clothes for working at home too. Listen, dressing for work can set the right mental tone for the day. 
shower, freshen up, put on something that can allow you to produce your best work. And the final tip is avoid going into certain areas of your home or sitting in certain chairs. These are all distractions, y'all. These are all distractions because you do not want to confuse your body when you are in work mode and when you are not in work mode. So let's continue. So far, we have spoken about the benefits and challenges of working from home, the importance of designing your workspace to maximize productivity, and the importance of keeping to a healthy routine to avoid burnout. It's now time for us to discuss ways we can remain focused while working remotely. I did a little research, y'all, and a 2008 University of California report found that it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back on task after an interruption. <laughs> yeah, and the truth is that it can be tough to stay focused when working from home. So it's important that we use different techniques to minimize distractions. We are now going to identify the five most common distractions that we face at work and examine strategies for managing them or even eliminating them altogether. So let's jump into the strategies. The first common distraction that we face at work is our personal technology, y'all. And the truth is our smartphones have blurred the lines between personal and professional communication. Why? Because we're able to receive work emails and phone calls on the same device that we use Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or any other media outlets that you are part of. And we all know technology can be addictive as well. And policies to control their use at work are really effective. Why? Because it's hard to enforce rules about what people can look at on their own device, you know? So have self-control. Set a goal to put away your phone for a certain time during the day to help you stay focused on your job better. The second most common distractions that we face at work is our emails. And I'm super guilty of this too. So let's work through this together. Listen, many of the emails in our inboxes are not particularly important. Don't get mad because we often feel the need to look at them as soon as they arrive. And I'm guilty of this too, especially as an educator. So here are four ways to manage your emails so that they don't take away from your work. The first tip to managing your email is scheduling check-in time. I want you to turn off the alert that appears on your computer screen when you receive an email. I also want you to check and respond to those inboxes at set times of the day. You can check your inbox five times, first thing in the morning, mid-morning, after lunch, mid-afternoon, and end of day, or less if you're capable of as well. The point is your email shouldn't be another distraction when thinking about being productive while working from home. The second tip is choose low productivity times. There are likely times of the day when you do your best work. This can be in the morning or maybe late at night. The key thing about this is scheduling an email check-in for your less productive times so you can save your peak hours for high-value work. The third tip is turn emails into actions. Yes, we are busy individuals. So there are times where there's just not enough time to complete your task. If you need more than a few minutes to read or reply to an email, add it to your to-do list so you don't forget it. I use a to-do list every day to help me manage what needs to be done for that day. So me checking it off, I get a sense of happiness that, yes, I got something done, and two, I completed an action. The second tip to managing your email is to use the trash. Yes, use the trash. Don't keep emails forever. If you do, you run the risk of losing sight of the important ones in your inboxes as time goes on. 
And the second downside of not using the trash is that your inbox become harder and harder to manage. And once you reply to them, put the ones that you don't need in the trash. And then archive or file the ones that you want to keep, put them away. Create folders for them. And you will find that your inbox will be more organized and you are less likely to miss an email. The third most common distraction that we face at work is our social media. <laughs> I know I had to say it. I had to. We all know social media offers us new ways of communicating with people from around the world. But the thing is, it can also be a productivity killer. Social media has the ability to take our attention away from our work and also it has the ability to break our concentration. So here's one piece of advice. I want you to try tracking your own social media activity over the course of a week. Then know how much time you're spending being distracted during work hours. The thing is, the idea is to build awareness. Awareness. You want to be aware of how much time you're losing each day to social media. And when you're clear with that, you then can plan around times in the day when you want to use your social media. It's not that you don't want to, you don't want to use it. You can use your social media, but you got to plan, plan those in your day. So let's jump into the fourth most common distraction that we face at work, which is browsing. Similar to social media, but this is browsing. This is for my internet surfers. You might disagree with this, but reading the latest headlines, checking sports scores, and ordering new clothes, or that can still 30 minutes of your time. It can. I know turning off access to the internet isn't normally an option. Trust me, I know. And as jobs nowadays, they use cloud-based software that requires an internet connection to work fully. But there are blocking software available to help you decide which websites or content you want to block for yourself. The goal is to be self-aware so you can self-regulate in order to maximize your productivity level. So don't get distracted. Don't be surfing the internet. <laughs> Let's jump to number five. The fifth most common distraction that we face at work is confusion. <laughs> and there's some confused people out there. I'm not confused no more. The trick is... Always try to have a manageable to-do list. Having one that's too long can lead to procrastination, y'all, because you are wondering which tasks to tackle next. I want you to commit to accomplishing two most important tasks on your to-do list today and put the rest on hold until tomorrow. The goal is to not allow yourself to get distracted too easily. Identify and tackle the root causes of your behavior so you can develop better habits. You want to maximize your productivity while you're working from home. And the key point is, we all face distractions every day, every day. These distractions have the ability to lower our productivity and also increase our stress. And I want you to think about what distracts you the most during your working day. And for most people, technology will likely be on high on their list. Try to adopt new habits to help you control your distractors. All right? So when you're aware, you can self-regulate. How can we stay motivated while working remotely? That's a good question. <laughs> so without people around you, I know that it can be difficult to feel motivated and valued. There's probably no scope for high fives or impromptu shout outs for a job well done. And in these circumstances, using self-motivation techniques can boost your confidence and promote positive thinking too, so that you can keep powering on. There are essentially two types of motivation, intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation, this is when you are motivated by internal factors to meet your own personal needs. And for us, most hobbies, leisure activities are based on intrinsic motivation. We simply do them because we enjoy them, not because we have to. 
and extrinsic motivation, this is when you are motivated by external factors that are given or controlled by others. And this can be a salary or by a praise. Our jobs are usually based on extrinsic motivation. I'm not ruling out intrinsic motivation at work because there are people who do enjoy some aspect of, the, of what they do as well. The thing is, most situations at work involve both types of motivation. For example, if we do a job we enjoy, some of the work we do would be intrinsically motivated. Realistically, though, we probably wouldn't go to work if we weren't being paid. <laughs> we all have bills to take care of. So enjoying your job is intrinsically motivating while being paid a salary to do so is extrinsically motivating. Here's a kicker, though. If we do a job we enjoy, problems can arise when we need to do something that we don't necessarily like. An example of this can be telling somebody that we work with that they didn't do a good job on something. We have to do undesirable tasks as part of our job. Therefore, we need to find ways to motivate ourselves to complete them. That's where self-motivation is necessary. And what you will find is that using a combination of both is often the most effective way to motivate yourself. So you must find further intrinsic and extrinsic motivation to get those undesirable tasks done. Find them. Here's some tips to keep in mind when thinking about self-motivation. Tip number one, change your attitude and approach to undesirable tasks. Yes, I have to start with there. For example, the task of reorganizing your filing cabinet may not be motivating, I know, but being seen as a competent and organized person might provide you that intrinsic motivation for you. And by having a mindset like this, you can connect completing the task with meeting your needs. So change your attitude and your approach to undesirable tasks. So tip number two, when thinking about self-motivation, think about why you do what you do. Sometimes you may start to think that your job is pointless, so why bother, right? Wrong. A great way to increase self-motivation is to list all of the positive outcomes of your job. If you are a cleaning staff in a hospital, ultimately your job is to keep patients safe from germs and diseases. That's valuable. If you sell office equipment internationally, you contribute to efficient functioning of workplaces all around the world. That's valuable. So take this moment to think about why you do what you do. You will find that by setting goals, you know exactly what you need to do to achieve what you want in life. By looking at this bigger picture, you'll be able to see how those undesirable tasks can also help you reach your goals. All in all, when your goals are met, your spirit will be lifted. Trust me. The fourth tip um, self-motivation is rewarding yourself. I want you to make an agreement with yourself to give yourself a reward when you complete a task. An example of this is buy your favorite snack or your favorite coffee for completing small tasks or for completing major ones, send yourself to a spa. You will find that rewarding yourself is a good thing and your, and your hard work, it's a, it, it, it pays off. Your hard work pays off. So why not reward yourself for the things that you're doing? And the final tip on self-motivation, and this is going to be a little scary, but scare yourself with the negative consequences of not doing your job. Yes, I said it. If you're not doing the task, if you not doing the task is going to get you in trouble with your boss, focus on that and scare yourself into doing the task. The point is do what you got to do to make sure your work is done. All in all, the key point to all this is motivation is a complex subject <laughs> and motivating yourself can be difficult too. And you will see that by examining your needs, you can often change the ways you view a task. You can also leak completing it with something that's intrinsically satisfying. 
You can also provide your own rewards and change how you approach undesirable tasks to provide more extrinsic motivation. You will see that by using a combination of self-motivation techniques, you motivate yourself to get those undesirable tasks done. So you can do the parts of your job you really do enjoy. <laughs> to motivate yourself, you must examine and understand your needs so that you know what you find valuable and rewarding. You will notice that by changing your environment and perspective, you can find the intrinsic and extrinsic motivation to complete these undesirable tasks. So I want you to ask yourself, what are some strategies you can take to improve your motivation? Just as there's two types of motivation, there are two main strategies for motivating yourself. One, you making work more interestingly interesting and satisfying. And two, you providing your own extrinsic rewards. We are finally at the tail end of this episode. <sighs> Man. So the final tip on how to improve productivity and well-being while working from home is to maintain good relationships, y'all. In remote team working, trust and transparency are vital. You will find that the right levels of interaction build trust in your productivity and prevent your boss from feeling that they need to micromanage you as well. You can arrange to have regular catch-ups with your boss and your coworkers through Zoom, and this don't have to be about work either. Ask the people how they're doing, how work is from home, and share what's working from you. A small, of, a small amount of disclosure can go a long way toward building trust and a sense of belonging. So continue maintaining those strong relationships, especially now that we are remote. All in all, the key point of today's episode when thinking about how to improve our productivity and our well-being while working from home are, one, recognize that since the onset of COVID-19, more people than ever are working from home. And this can bring challenges and opportunities as well. Number two, you can maintain your productivity by focusing on your goals, organizing your tasks, tackling procrastination. But don't forget to give yourself some downtime, especially when you need it. Three, celebrate team and personal successes and keep a to-do list so that you can see how productive you are being. And finally, take the time to maintain and cultivate relationships with your coworkers through transparency and clear communication. And you will see that this helps combat any sense of isolation and promote strong team bonds. We are done. Lord have mercy. Thank you so much for joining the conversation today. And I hope that you got something out of this episode. Do not forget to follow me on Instagram at Dennis Iwude. I share daily tips on ways you can address some of the challenges adults face in their professional life and their regular life as well. Shout out to my guest, Jordan Batista. I truly appreciate you joining the conversation and sharing your knowledge as well with the people. With that being said, have a good one, y'all. Have a great week. So... I want to ask you, what is one thing that was challenging for you this week? And then what, how did you overcome that challenge? Oh, all right. Um, so I guess like if this is going on a podcast, uh, I want to provide some context. Um, so I'm a special education algebra teacher, ninth grade algebra teacher um, in the South Bronx. And essentially my biggest challenge this week was that I found out that of the 74 kids that I get the pleasure of serving and being their ninth grade algebra teacher, uh, the average testing score for across my two classes that I teach is at a fifth grade level. 
So that means that they are a majority of my students are three to four grade levels below where they need to be in order to access the ninth grade algebra curriculum that we have for them. And this challenge, it really came at the beginning of last week and it just blew me away because for the longest time, my co-teacher and I have been trying to innovate and be responsive to the classroom culture and the student survey data that we're collecting to see how can we really meet our kids where they are and really play to their strengths and their needs in our class. And this data, it was was, uh, map testing data we received, just felt like a bus just absolutely flattened me out because I realized that everything that we had been doing up until this point really wasn't considering the larger picture of who our kids are and what our kids really need. And in the way that we've been trying to engage, like by turning our do nows into Kahoot games or by releasing homework videos. So that way, and then reteach videos. So two videos, five minutes each. So that way they can remaster the material we went over in class that day. Um, all of that as great as it felt in the moment, um, really is not doing the job that we need to be doing to bring these kids to where they need to be. Um, and that is where, like, I guess I haven't overcome this challenge. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a very, long enduring uh task i had of ahead but i am just so beyond excited by the potential and possibility that we can make an impact on these kids uh and even if it's not bringing them the curriculum that they can meet yet uh if it's bringing them up two grade levels maybe three grade levels uh because we really want to individualize how we are bringing ourselves and especially in this virtual space um, and making sure that they are getting work that is pushing them to ultimately where they need to be. I appreciate you sharing that, um, um, Max. Uh, and it, that, that is a challenging thing too. This is not where your kids want, want um, you want your kids to be, but also recognizing that it's not too late and they can still get there. And it's going to be a long journey, but it's a journey that's going to be worth it as well. I also want to ask you something. Was there anything that you saw that your kids won on, won on um, for the test that you was um, proud of? Oh, my goodness. I am so freaking proud of my kids every single day. Um, because, yes, it's, and this is never what's going to be reflected in the data or on the state test, but what uh, and that is their commitment to doing well and working hard um i'm a very big believer now more than ever that uh, if you work hard and you're committed to doing well and you put in the effort you're coming to extra help you're engaged in class you're doing your homework there's no reason anyone should be failing mm. my algebra class or any class at this point in the pandemic yeah um and really that's where I get to, you know, kind of show more of myself as a person 
to say to my kids, and I've said this, like, look, outside of this class and maybe higher level math classes you'll take, you know, functions will rarely come up in your everyday life. Um, you know, no one is trying to find out how many burger and fry combinations that you could buy with $4,000. Like, it's very rare that you're in that situation. But but what you're learning is to show up to class, yeah. to work hard, to hold yourself accountable, to build those daily responsibilities that we don't really think of when mm. we go to school in lower educational institutions that are instrumental to our success after high school, after college, no matter what your career path is uh, or whatever your life you so choose to live. Um, but really, it's those skills that, again, I, I don't care if my kids will be able to, you know, use, a, <laughs> use every single thing that they've ever learned from me in this math class. Like, that's not the point. The point is that they're walking away with the skills, the mindsets, and the practices that can lead to a successful life, no matter what that life or journey would look like. Hmm. I truly appreciate your hard work and the time and dedication you put in to make sure the kids is getting to a place that they need to be. I don't know what you uh, got. I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I appreciate you saying that because like, I, I feel like you get this sometimes because I, I know the level of passion and dedication you put in. And this is also like off the record, but like there's sometimes though, it just, Man, it never feels like enough. Yeah. Like, it's so scary. I'm at a coffee shop right now, <laughs> um, doing work, looking at my IAs for next uh, quarter, and just tearing through them and being like, all right, what do these kids really have to know? Mm. What what do I really need to stress? And how can I inform my teaching instruction every single day to get them closer to where we want them to be? So, like, it's just. Oh man, but it's also like it's the best job in the entire world because of the excitement, because of the energy, and because meeting people like yourself. Yeah, and you the possibility. You shaping, you shaping mine. Oh, thank you very much, and as always, you know, thank you for being a great role model. <laughs> and I, I only I stand as tall as the giants whose shoulders I stand upon. Well, I truly appreciate that, man. Enjoy your rest of your Saturday, all right, and take care. Thank yourself. you very much, brother. All right, me too. All, all right. right, I look forward to seeing you soon. All, all right. right. Bye.